Hey everybody, welcome to your unpaid therapist. Hello, welcome to another episode of your unpaid therapist. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> I didn't even get a donut. Oh, that's, that, that's sexy though. I, right? like, I like it. I'm Valerie Milagros Ortiz. I don't know. I am your host, Ali Kona. She's away. Brad Ford. <laughs> this is your unpaid therapist. Shua. Hello, hello, welcome to another episode of Your Unpaid Therapist. We are on a high because we have Matt Marr with us in the room, in the flesh, again, and um, we just couldn't be happier. I love y'all. It's very happy, very exciting to be here. And today we're going to get into it. So we've been talking a lot about the power of women and expressing their anger or not being able to and the comfortability of being able to do that because of a whole lot of things. Um, so we're going to get into that. But of course, we're going to dive right into our Never Have I Evers. And Alicona is shuffling and shuffling. You pay oh, first. you want me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Let's see. Never have I ever catfished someone. You know, I have not. But if you ask David, he will tell you that I did. Because if you're new to the podcast or new to me, whatever, I was doing the dating app things, y'all. And it was really interesting, super fun-ish um, because I, I didn't date a lot. But I just put, I didn't put any like headshotty photos or modely photos on purpose because I'm like, that's not, I mean, it's not me. Like Ali Kona knows, like if, if I'm not doing this, I'm like in my workout clothes, hardly any makeup, what? Let me, I'm going to just add to this that oh, I'm Jesus. so mad because of the fact that that is how you are. And you it go, is. But no, no, no. Hold on. Let me finish. Anger. 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 <laughs> this bitch does not wear any makeup and she's like glowing and angelic and she beautiful. Is, and she I'm does like, have flawless skin. Hold on. Screw you. Because if I don't have makeup on, it's like, I'm tired. No, I got bags a, under my eyes. But that's a lie. And that's, that's what you believe. But I saw you without makeup when I went to Vegas for her birthday actually one other time for the first time we were doing the podcast and I saw her oh because you spent the night yeah 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 and I was like you're so pretty because you never see her like that anyway whatever we are worst yeah we're our worst critics Mm -hmm. all that to say I did that you know whatever I'm just gonna put how I am most of the time because if you don't like that he ain't gonna like (laughs) 24-7 of me um, and then one, I had glasses on cause I had a picture of my dog and I was trying to be like a, a nerd and she was a, an astronaut. Um, and he was like, you catfished me. He's like, because that's not how you look. He's like, you tried to downplay everything. And he's like, but I knew that he's like, you've never worn those glasses since I saw it on the app. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's a costume. Exactly. But that's um, good. You set the expectations low. So then when they see you, they're like, damn girl. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> that's better. <laughs> have y'all ever catch, catfished anybody? No. Have you I'm been not. Catfished? I'm a big, yes. Like, yes. And I'm, it's a... It's an immediate cancel for me. Immediate. Like, even if you're, like, I was just talking to my neighbor. He said he went on a date with a guy who said he was 6'4", and then he gets there, and the guy's 5'10", which is not short. Like, 5'10 is a great height. But I immediately am like, oh, well, I can't trust you. Because if you're lying about, it's all about, if you're lying about that, or you're not showing that you look, then I I, want to be with someone who's, with someone who's very authentic, radically authentic. And if you're not that, then that's fine. Unless you're cute. Maybe I'll have you for a night. <laughs> <You're out. laughs> okay. Okay, never have I ever. Ali Kona shuffling. Let's go yellow. We haven't done any yeah, yellow, do yellow in a while. Never have I ever gone on a blind date. No. I... Really? Not? No. 
Oh. Yeah, oh, I was wow. hoping you did. Wow, because like, you know it would be a good right, story. Like, oh, this is going to be juicy. <laughs> yeah. Dang it, I'm so disappointed. I haven't either. But you I was haven't? Like, no. You so have? just me? Oh, tell us. I once, this was years ago. This was back, she's still a really, really good friend now. But I think I was kind of one of her first gay friends, like good gay friends. And y'all, like when somebody is not around a gay, not around gay people, they're like, oh, you're gay. Bob's gay. You must love each other. You must want a date. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's not how it works. And so, but, so I think she kind of set me up with this guy who was like a friend of a friend. And we show up and like, he's okay, cute or whatever. Like the date was fine. Oh, actually, I've done two blind dates because this one, that one was fine. We just didn't really click. But the one I'm talking about is he was, he was fine. He was kind of nerdy, which I think sometimes is cute. Yeah. Um, But, we were in the middle of the date and we were having dinner and he kind of like paused something. And I just kind of said, Oh, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm just working with this dentist for some reason. I've got really horrible breath lately and we don't know why. And I don't know if it's something going on of an infection in my mouth. And I was oh. just like, Oh, this is our first, like, I hope you don't think we're kissing now. Like it was just completely no. like it's off. It was, I'm all about people being honest, but that just, it just completely like, I don't think I was really into him anyway, but after that, and that was, I told my friends, like, yeah, I don't think, she said to me like three years later, she went, I get it now. I would never have set you up with him. <laughs> I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. We're learning. Yeah. We're learning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and do another one just because like. That but that's it. I would do another one. If yeah, somebody you knows you yeah, if they and know they set you up on a date, I would totally do a blind date. Oh, I I'd rather do that than an app any day. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm like, it. I cheated, but I'm like, this is actually. Never have I ever accidentally belly flopped in a public setting whilst trying to be cool at the pool, lake, etc. I'm sure I did at the community <laughs> pool, but I don't remember it. Did you, I'm, I feel like you I did. know Alex. I know. Like, know this is like, I, like, I head flopped. Who does that? This is head flopped. Yes. Were you trying to do a flip? Yeah. Okay, good. Because <laughs> if not, I would have had questions. Peak <laughs> Alex Kona Bradford. Peak. Let me tell you how. How old are you? <laughs> like last year. 2021. Yeah, yeah, 2021. <laughs> Gonna get so good. I was running. Okay, so I went on this excursion. I was in Jamaica, and there's like eight different waterfalls. At least you were in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. You know. But there were like eight different waterfalls that we were jumping off of. I had my little GoPro on my wrist, and I was like, yeah, you know. And we got to this one that was like the biggest drop so far, and it was actually like a concrete, um, almost like a platform, like a diving board, but concrete. And you just run and you jump off. And I watched all these people jump off, and I was like, that's a good twenty feet down. I have plenty of room. So I'm going to run and I'm going to like do a front tuck. And I've done that off of a ledge, but not 20 feet. And so I over rotated. I did my front flip, but then I still kept going forward. And all I saw was like water coming at me. And I just like face planted. Ouch. Ouch. I mean, I'm not even embarrassed for you. Like that sounds painful. It really was. But and it was painful. But it's the part when you pop your head up out of the water <laughs> and, and everyone's looking at you with their like, eyes wide like... <gasps> Yeah. Ow! Yeah. Uh, it like it hurts your faith and your soul. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and your pride. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I'm trying to like be cute and show off. It makes you angry. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, was, I was like, this is my this is my first like vacation with like my boyfriend, and I'm all trying to be cute. And even he was like, "You okay?" I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine, boo. I like the segue. It makes you angry. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so funny. No, that has never. I've never belly 
I'm sure anywhere. it happened. I'm sure the Maybe American Red Cross pulled an Ardmore. I did. Yeah. I had a friend who um, landed on her butt in water and the water shot up her butthole. And she was like, oh. oh. And we couldn't figure out why she was crying. And her dad was like, did water go up your butt? Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. I've never even heard oh, of that. Wow. Okay. That's, that's different. Like, All right. <laughs> so, y'all, we were talking about, I mean, angry because of the butt water hole. That would make me angry. <laughs> that would make me real angry. Angry. Uh, <laughs> I'm mad. That's what Only thing I want to belly flop on Jamaica is some B, <laughs> not some water. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, but you, Alicorn, has been reading this book, um, and we've just gotten into the conversation of like how comfortable it is as a woman to you know display anger display anger and and have it out there and, and be judged by etc cetera, etc cetera. so take it what, what was this well first of all i didn't even know that was an issue for me i always oh, thought okay. well first of all i'm not one to yell and get loud and i always True. thought it was because i grew up in a household where my dad used to yell at me all the time and i, I didn't like the way it felt so why would i ever yell at somebody else sure common sense and then i took this acting class and oh, I remember this. Yeah. And so Meisner is a technique that gets like really, really deep. And I studied it for two years at this one school. My teacher, when we did get to the motion of anger, he was like, you don't like that emotion, do you? He's like, you're mm. acting anger, but you're not feeling anger. And I was like, oh. Meaning, you know, the motions, like when you're angry, you're supposed to be like, rah, and this and that, or my idea of what anger is supposed to look like. But he could tell that I was so disingenuine about the feeling. And he's like, anger makes you really uncomfortable. Like I can tell it makes you so uncomfortable. You need to work with that. And I was mm. like, don't you love when that happens either like in an acting class or in like therapy when like you get called out on a thing that you're like, oh, shit, you're right. Like, damn. <laughs> Like, yeah, I, I kind of love that. Yeah. So what happened after that for you? Like, well, then I thought it was just like a me thing, right? And I did try to, and it's funny because then I realized like, how often do you go outside and yell? You don't. As a kid, you yell and you scream and you get loud. But then as you get older, you don't do that. You learn to restrict yourself. But sometimes yelling is a very healthy way of just like, ah, like just get it out. Sure. And I think going back to the book, especially like women, little girls are like, Shh, be quiet. You know, like boys are rowdy and they can do all the things. Oh, they're just being boys. You know, sometimes you're like, little boys are crazy. <laughs> but, what is the book called? Uh, by the way, let me find it. Um, and well, and while you look for it, what I was gonna say is though, when I'm like really, really angry, when I've been like just so angry, I'm not loud. Like I'm quiet, and it's I'm just I almost want to cry. I'm like yes, way. I almost want to cry that I am. I get yelly angry at like technology. <laughs> That's where I get irrationally angry. We just, I mean, technology will send me off and like, but then I lose, I get it out and I'm like, but yes, when I'm very angry, I get very still. Thank God. It's such a great, I get very still. I get very calm and I'm able to do what I need to do. Yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm able to do what I need to do. Maybe, but it, it is a very internal, very like. I could cry right now. I'm so angry. Wait, that's what's crazy is that's not uncommon. Like when women get angry, we cry. Yeah. And okay. it's it's not normal. And is it more common or is this a stereotype? 
that uh, that men, men i am angry like i mean that could be a stereotype and i think it depends on how you were raised as well I too, think so too because this book was also saying that naturally little boys are actually more sensitive than little girls uh, but we teach them to not be because it's not ma- manly so then mm-hmm. they're taught to sense. stuff it down hide it and that's why there's so many unhealthy men out there emotionally because mm-hmm. they're trying to fit into the mold of what it means to be a man and you toughen up your little boy and anger is kind of the only emotion that men are allowed to feel yeah truly yeah they i can't think be we've sad talked about this on this show and... they can't be sad they can't be hurt uh, and i don't mean this to be like oh poor men i'm just no. saying if we're looking at like anger with feminism and masculine feminine how this shows up yeah it's that you're just taught that you can be an angry man and that's kind of it like you can't be shown anything weak correct and why is mm-hmm feminine weak though when we all have a piece of masculine and a piece of feminine mm-hmm. right in us it's anyways uh, but I, just to show you guys the book really quick it's called on our best behavior the seven deadly sins and the price women pay to be good by elise lohan anyways um but i just thought that to be interesting and you being a therapist i'm sure you have your own insight because i don't think it's necessarily healthy to I mean, they have those anger rooms, right? Like mm-hmm, where they the open, rage rooms. Range rooms, yeah, where you go in and you break shit to get it out. And if, I love that. Yeah. Have you done it? I want to do that. Yes, I love that. I think yeah, it's a it's a very good. cathartic. I haven't done it like at a rage room. I've done it like with at so my house. I so, <laughs> no, we had uh, it was me and a coworker when I used to work at the law office. Like we were getting rid of a printer and like they were gonna re- and we were like let's just like in the movie Office Space. Yeah. We took it down to the recycling. And before it's like, we just beat the shit out of it. And it was very cathartic. It was very, but I have a problem with anger as well. I've, I think feeling anger experience and like letting myself being just cause a, the way I grew up being, I'm codependent and you take care of people. Um, so it's just, it it was a caretaker emotionally of people. So I think sometimes caretakers, man or female are, or just human off caretakers often don't feel anger because they, don't feel like they have permission to do it because then if they experience anger, then how are the people in your life going to tolerate that? And then if they go into a breakdown, then you have to take care of them. Yeah. So there's a lot of like nuance to it, but yeah, I definitely, I think that anger, it gets a bad rap. Um, and that it's something we feel like we need to, I agree with you. It needs to be felt. Um, it needs to be, I mean, Brene Brown talks about like the pendulum of emotion and when we don't feel rage, when we don't feel despair and we don't, we don't actually inhabit those things and feel them fully, then that actually lessens the way it it makes the way we feel joy less deep, actually more shallow because that's, that's our emotional literally. And that's data is proven that scientifically. So the more, the more you feel period, the the more cathartic it is for you as a human. And I think so that goes back to like, I mean, we could talk, there's all like, I feel like it's a whole other podcast talk to talking about like racial things of like angry black man, angry yes. black woman, they're, but also Latina. spicy Latina, mm-hmm. like all of that. And then even like redhead, like people are like, Oh, you're a redhead. You Fire. get more angry. And I'm like, actually I'm not a real redhead. But sure. <laughs> um, but so yeah, these ideas that we have and it's, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't, I think if you look at our 
political system even, like how different candidates are allowed to be angry and others not. And like, you know, Obama, I felt was probably very, very um, mindful of the fact that he never really showed anger. And when he did, it was very contained. It was, he made sure he was quote, well-spoken, all that bullshit that people play into. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Side note, because you no. brought in politics, but and whether you love her, you hate her, you think she's evil behind closed doors, but Hillary Clinton had a documentary and she talked about how, like, when she was Bill Clinton's wife, and even when she was running, like, there's certain things that she couldn't, couldn't do. Like, yeah. they made her wear a headband because it looked more homely, or she couldn't wear this. And then when she was running, she couldn't be too feminine, right? And that's any woman in power of CEO mm -hmm. or police officer. You have to all of a sudden be super masculine to be taken seriously because... Women are run by their emotions. They're too right. emotional. But there's actually a benefit to being emotional because when you are emotional, science has shown that you stop and you think about the repercussions of certain behaviors. So there is that pause. Whereas if a man is acting instinctually on his anger or whatever he's feeling, he's very in the moment and very like quote unquote logical. But that can also lead to more problems. Yeah. Like with war and with this and with that. Well, I think that's one reason why we had an insurrection. It's because the president at the time was really angry. And because he's a man, it's easier for him to show that, you know. Whereas if a woman can, you know, if Vice President Harris did something like that, people would go, not only is she angry woman, angry black woman. So there's, it definitely, I feel like for women, it's this, I'm all about women being angry. I love seeing, you know, I, I, that, I think that's a, you know, because I wonder, like, how do we help women feel anger? And probably one of those ways is by seeing other women angry. Yeah. And, like, knowing what... Because I don't know, like, as girls, like, did you see, even see examples of how women express anger when you were young? No. And it's interesting because I also had read, what would it be like if we allowed our children to see us fight? Like, parents always do it behind closed doors, and all you hear is the yelling, and it's scary. But if you could see two parents argue, but then come to a resolution and resolve, would you then, later on in life, learn how to solve a problem? Better? But what if they don't come to a resolution and, and resolve? Like, so when you asked that, I was thinking, like, mm -hmm. my mom, very much so because of, a, like the history and the culture um, and what she saw, she could feel something and maybe be upset by it and be angry, but like would just let it be, mm -hmm. you know? And, and that is what I grew up seeing. And then when um, just noticing in my past relationships, there was a relationship that I was in that this person um, just the emotions were all over the place. And uh, he got very used to being angry or depressed or X, Y, or Z. And I was always the cheerleader. And I think I've talked about this in another yeah. episode before. So, um, there was that moment where whenever I expressed anger or sadness or anything that wasn't peppy Val, it was just like, Oh, you know, like when, when you're like that, like everybody can feel it. And it's just like, Oh, oh, oh okay. You know, and it's just like, so like I was like shunned for feeling my feelings. Like I, mm. if I wasn't a peer, then like you're you're not pleasant to be around and and I'm like okay but then you can be that all the time because you have a diagnosis and mm -hmm. like that's that's not that's not very fair yeah 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 so that was I learned a lot in that dynamic and I feel like now 
I'm trying to, I think my biggest balance now is because I'm not afraid to voice if something bothers me or if I'm angry. I just, I haven't really felt anger and I think in a long time, but, um, displeasure maybe, but I think it's what I'm working on is trying to feel whatever feelings I feel that aren't like peppy bow. Um, and that moment from feeling that to dissecting it and, um, figuring it out for myself and then getting back to peppy bow sooner. Um, so, so there's not so much of a long disconnect, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely know about myself that I've learned that I do, I need time to kind of figure it out in my head, mm-hmm. um, which I, I can understand for a partner would be like, okay, where'd you go? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like what, what's mm-hmm. going on? I'm like, I'm good. I just, I need to figure it out before I can have that conversation. Right. And not have the angry conversation, mm-hmm. but have the like, you know what it is, what bothered me was, it's just da-da-da, and I think it's because da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. It's great that you can pinpoint that and articulate that because some people don't know what, what they're feeling or why. They know they feel angry, but they can't tell you, so it doesn't yeah. make the problem better. I'm just trying to get no. faster at the pinpointing so the so the in-between yeah, doesn't feel processing. like, the processing doesn't feel like, oh, you're just being cold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, I'm not actually trying to be cold i'm just I, i'm trying to figure it out and usually runs or and something active usually help me or journal or writing mm-hmm. help yeah so how do you deal with anger yeah, um, or like when they when ranjeev asked you that like uh well it made me it made me upset i mean i'm an emotional person like, yes yeah. i got what i needed <laughs> she's angry but it wasn't angry then it turned into sadness and her be like oh my god there's oh. something wrong with me um no i think and it's something i'm still working on sure. um and i've started to do a little bit of breath work and i was like oh like you always hear breath work and breath work and to me i think of like mm-hmm. a yogi and that there's nothing wrong with that life it's actually really balanced and healthy um, but I just never understood it. Cause I'm like, I breathe all the time when I go on walks, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll take extra deep breaths, but I did this class and it was called the divine feminine or the wild woman within. That's what it's called. The wild woman within. Love that. Yeah. And so she had done breath work too. And using your voice while you breathe, which I did subconsciously when I was, um, you guys know I had a situation. I was writing these movies with somebody who her and I didn't really, um, we just bumped heads a lot. And oftentimes I felt um, bullied a little bit and I didn't know how to handle conflict. So I just was quiet about it. And I had the lower hand in terms of status. So I just took it and I would briefly take breaks, take my dog out for a potty break. And as I'd walk, I'd go. "Hmm." And something about the vibration of my vocal cords soothed me. And I was like, Oh, and then you think about babies soothe themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And years later, now that I took this wild woman within class, she was doing breath work where literally you're breathing in and inhaling all this air and moving your spine like in a snake forward position, like, and then releasing, ha, but making all these weird noises. But she's like, those noises represent things that are stuck in your body. And so I'm over here in my house, like all by myself, like, ha, and there's even something therapeutic about sticking your tongue all the way out as far as it can go. Like yogi people do it too. And you're yeah. like, ah. yeah. And then all of a sudden tears came out of nowhere. And I was like, I don't even know why I'm crying, but mm. something is coming out. And so I just let it, you know, yeah. and I just kept breathing and making all the weird noises and then just, ah. and then I alluded that to like whatever stuck inside the hurt, the anger, the, it's okay. 
K. And I, so I think just like screaming can be lethargic, uh, lethargic, um, so can crying and being okay with that and just letting the emotion be in motion and move through and out me and not shame myself for feeling whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you see in babies, babies cry, they rage, they get upset, they scream and then they let it go. Yes. But then we teach them not to do that. But then we sell our instinct. Yes, so as they get older, we tell them, be quiet, you're disrupting people. I mean, you do have to teach your children how to regulate emotion, but how do we regulate emotion in a healthy um, way for our mental and our physical state? Because mm-hmm. I do think you're right that there is, you know, the more and more we learn about science and things of just when we hold on to resentment, anger, um, toxic, negative feelings, how they can lead to disease. Yeah, And so it's, it's definitely, um, it's just something that I think both of you did great. I think physicality is such like the number, the number one way to change your perception or to, uh, disrupt an emotion you're feeling, whether good or bad way is to do something physical. Yeah. hundred percent. While you were going through that, it made me think in college, um, we went through, um, all these exercises before we did any scenes mm-hmm. where we would literally get on the floor or on a wall and we'd be on our backs. We'd, uh, our teacher would be like, open up your crotch and, you know, spread your legs, um, th- however you want. And you'd like roll and we would be forced to do those kind of sounds like, ha, and like, just mm-hmm. use your voice and hum and whatever it was. And literally like roll on the floor and just, and it felt very odd. But as you were saying that, it like clicked on how she forced us to release everything that was like ours, mm-hmm. whatever emotions that were pent up for Valerie, for Ali Kona, before we did scene work, uh, character work, so that we were kind of fresh to receive then whatever emotions that character was feeling. Mm. So now when you were going, I was like, oh my gosh, like it, it makes sense. Yeah, and yeah. I loved that. Yeah. yeah. Love, love, love it. So would you recommend then, like for somebody feeling anger, is that it? Like try to get it out physically? I think, you know, music, that's a great thing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, you know, if I'm feeling angry and pissed at an ex or something like that, I can put on Carrie Underwood before he cheats. (laughs) Or like, man, I feel like I go to my country queens, you know, I go to Reba, (laughs) Shania, uh, uh, Trisha Yearwood. That's where I go. But I think that is... That is the that is the beautiful catharticness of music. Is that music? It it beats within our body, and it just causes us to have a reaction to it. And so I I think if you don't want to run or do something physical, or if you don't have that space, just really listening to a song that enables you to feel the emotion you're yeah. tentative or scared to feel in that moment in your car. Mm-hmm. That's a great little trick. So I'm going to give one last nugget before we wrap things up and mm-hmm. say uh, one thing that Tony Robbins always says, in order to change your emotional state, you have to change your physical state. And so when he teaches seminars, a lot of times at the beginning, he'll have people like jump up and down and stuff. And so, and that's so true. Like what you guys are saying with movement. So for me, what I'll do, even like after an acting class, if I'm like really feeling like blah, or life, life happens, <laughs> I'm not a Swift y'all, but I will turn on some Taylor Swift, shake it off. And I will literally shake my hands in the air, jump in the air and be that little kid again that skips yeah. to music and I'm like, shake it off, ah! you know? And by that time, your body is, we learned this in acting, like you can't feel two things at once. So if you're in that state, like an extreme state, 
I'll say that extreme stage. Yeah. It's hard to feel sad, icky, yucky while you're screaming, singing, shaking off some Mm -hmm. cheesy pop song. And then you laugh at yourself and you realize like it's not that serious. Yeah. So. I love that. Shake it off, everybody. Shake it off. I love it. But also feel it. (laughs) (laughs) But also. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Thank you again. Hashtag balance. Yes. Yes. Yay. I love it. Till next time, right? Yes. Adios. Yes. Adios. Bye. Bye. Go Bye. scream somewhere. <laughs> yes.